Welcome back to the Chirpin' Yodis podcast. It's a uh, usual crew, except for no static Grandy. He is out watching a basketball game up there in Minnesota. But uh, Chase and Evans join me. Or Haynes, I always get that wrong. One day, I swear to God, <laughs> I'll get this right. When I learn how to read properly. Was this your, your Discord name is is that? So yeah, I just see that first. I'm like, all oh. my usernames are my last name first. I know it throws anybody off for a second. Oh, got me good today. I look like a fool. Anyways, <laughs> how are you boys doing? I'm doing, doing well. What about, what about you, Chase? Doing well. Just excited uh, to talk hockey tonight with you boys, but other than that, just working and uh, found myself totally engulfed in that new Dying Light Tuesday human game. So that's pretty much all I've been up to. And then kind of, uh, you know, just coming off the Super Bowl, bummed about that. But, uh, you know, that is what it is. But, uh, yeah, Tyler, how about you, man? How are you doing? Pretty good. I've been playing uh, Legends Arceus, a crap ton of that. Love that game. Working a lot. Uh, I'm happy that Matt Stafford got a ring, though. I know we hate LA here, but honestly, I, I like Sean McVay and um, Matt Stafford, so I can't really be too, too mad because next year's our turn uh, if we go by the last two years of the hosts winning. But, uh, yeah, ready to talk about just a couple of topics here. Quick episode uh, before we do our anniversary podcast later in the week and an episode of Yotes Bites tomorrow. So, uh, we recently had the All-Star Game. What was it last weekend? Time is an illusion to me. And just uh, Keller seemed to hold his own in the game. And then the, uh, he was in the, what? Uh, he was in the um, accuracy shooting contest. Accuracy shooting. See, I, I thought precision shooting. But no, that's not it. Yeah, the accuracy shooting. So, I actually had to miss it again working. I swear one day I will be able to watch more hockey. But uh, if you guys watched it, what do you boys think of uh, his performance? Yeah, I, I'll go first here. Um, I'll, I'll get the joke out of the way there. He did better than uh, Leon Dreisaitl. It also did better than uh, Patrice Bergeron, who were both over, I think both. I know uh, Dreisaitl was like 37 seconds, and I think Bergeron may have been 28 or 29. So for a second there, Keller led. But, you know, tough field. I mean, when you're playing against guys like, you know, Sebastian Ajo, and I mean, just some of those guys in that list that he was going up against, I mean, those are some crazy shooters he's going up against in, in that contest. I mean, it's not called accuracy, accuracy shooting for nothing. I mean, the guys in there, I mean, are precision snipers. And, I mean, Keller held his own. I mean, give him credit. 18 seconds wasn't bad for the targets he was shooting. You know, he tried to go top shelf a couple times there at first, didn't get him before he finally got going there. But uh, he looked great. He was having fun. He did get a little laugh there. I don't know if anybody saw the meme afterwards but uh, or watched the thing. But afterwards, he was going back over there to the uh, back over to the group on the side. And someone looked at him, and he said, I can't. I want to say he said I'm so bad at this. He looked at someone. He mouthed out like I'm so bad at this or something. Or like, I got I effing stink at this or something. Like he was laughing, and smiling, but like he was acknowledging like how bad he did on time wise. But I mean, it was good to see him. I mean, he he had a smile on his face. He had a, he had a heck of a lot of fun, which is always good. I mean, it's a time to go enjoy yourself. And you know, he proved that you know he's got great shooting. I mean, he was on target once he started going. He I mean, he was knocking targets out with ease. So you know. Tons of respect to him. Congrats to him. Having fun. I mean, not going to be the last time we see him back in the All-Star game. So, uh, Chase or uh, Tyler, I'd love to know your guys' thoughts on, on Keller's, uh, you know, time in the All-Star game. Yeah, no, it's uh, pretty much what you're saying. Haynes um, definitely looked like he had a blast out there. Uh, like you said, kind of a slow start. So, unfortunately, in, in those types of events, um, the start is so key. Uh, but like you said, he did get rolling there after a little bit. So, it was, it was cool to see him enjoying himself. and. 
Um, you know, just overall, I think he had a great performance for, um, you know, NHL star. Um, I know that there was some chatter about, you know, you know, not every team could have an all-star representative, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I think Clayton Keller more than proved that he did belong in the all-star game. Um, you know, kids freaking phenomenal and he's just getting better and just kind of hitting his stride. And I'm excited to see where he's going to go from here. Um, because not too long ago, I wasn't the hugest fan, man. I was like, Oh man, this, this kid just doesn't ever seem to get it. But, um, I, he's like I've alluded to in the past, man. Stepped up his offensive game, but where it really blows my mind is, is how um, his defensive game and responsive defensive responsibility has come along a long ways. And uh, I know that's not on really display in the All Star game, as it's pretty much just uh, you know free flowing hockey out there, just like every other All Star game. No, not a lot of defense and stuff, but uh, he definitely deserved it. Um, it was by probably by far our best player this year. So, um, you know, nothing but happy to see that um, performance out of him. Um, obviously, wish we could have gotten off to a better start in that, but uh, he did have some pretty slick uh, moves on the game as well. So um, awesome to see and can't wait to see that kid keep continuing to get better and better as time goes by. But uh, that's all I pretty much have on All-Star game. I definitely uh, feel you on that. She wasn't his biggest fan. I've uh, been recently converted to the Church of Keller. Uh, last, I'd say, no, a year, two, two years going on, in quite a while. But uh, definitely, it, it's cool, and I definitely think he'll be back. And I definitely uh, look forward to seeing what he does the rest of the season. He's definitely been a probably most exciting player, and we'll have a whole kind of uh, new segment debuting at the end of this podcast here. But um, we kind of already said it, but the All Star Game in general. Do we still feel good about it? You think we need? I think we should bring back the way they used to do it, and the way the NBA does it now, and bring back the player drafts. I think that's something that we then the NHL make that up, and then they changed it. I think that's just a really cool format. But uh, what do you boys think? Yeah, I think uh, I, I I just think that'd be awesome. I think it's so funny to watch the NBA drafts. I think watching guys like LeBron, especially with the whole segment with Harden, and you know. Durant going out his way not to draft James Harden there. And it's so funny. It brings the personality of these guys. And, you know, I love the three-on-three format. I, I get that some people get them out not using defense. But, you know, it's three-on-three, and they're having fun, and it makes it more high stakes. They're playing for money. I would love to see them get away with the divisions and just have a player from every team or two players from every team get selected. And then there's two teams – or there's no four teams, but there's a captain for each team, and they get to draft from any other player on the team. So you have like a team McDavid or a team Taze or team Crosby, a team whoever it is, and they get to draft players from any team, any division, their selections. So still have that draft format, but I'd love to see them keep up with the 3v3 just because I think games are kept a little bit tighter. You see a little bit more skill, and and they're playing for money. So I feel like people say they don't try their hardest, but I really think they do at the end of the day because, I mean, million dollars, even though it's split up between the entire team, I think it's – I mean, I'd like to win a million dollars as part of an all-star winning team at the all-star game. Chase, you got anything to add, buddy? Yeah, for sure. I I agree there, Haynes, um, as far as, uh, you know, getting rid of the divisions, but still keeping, like, the four-team format type thing. Uh, Because I do like the idea of, like, you know, like the round robin and stuff like that. It's just kind of cool where, um, you know, all the teams can play each other and stuff like that and then go on to finals and stuff. Uh, for that prize money. Um, that's definitely a cool thing. 
Um, but yeah, I would much like much rather have it not be um, you know d- division aligned and stuff like that. So um, you know anybody can play with anybody essentially, depending on draft and, and stuff like that. Uh, just kind of brings I think a little bit more fun and um, you know you get to see players that normally wouldn't be able to play with each other because you know they're from different divisions. So be be pretty cool. Um, and yeah, but, um, I think that's pretty much all I have on that. Um, but yeah, I, and I do agree with the three on three thing that, that definitely opens things up. You do get to see more skill for sure. There's so much open ice out there and you get to see them, you know, pull things that they never would probably try in, in, in a regulation game. So, um, definitely fun and exciting to watch that type of hockey. Um, and yeah, but uh, that's all I got. Yeah, just as I said, NHL for listening, bring back the uh, the draft thing. You created that, and then you walked away from. It. How do you create the best All Star Game format, and then walk away from it? I, I don't understand. I think we all remember real fast because you know, it, like you said, it. How do you go away with that? And there were so many funny memories. We all remember Ovechkin sitting there talking about how he wanted the car. Uh, Pierre Maguire come over. Ov, stump pick. What do you want? I want car. I need car. I don't have money for car. And they selected him second or third to last selection. And he was so mad he refused to come to the stage. We all remember Phil Kessel being picked last. We all remember him getting traded for Tyler Sagan. And one, of the, it's so funny to watch it to, to see those guys like that and to watch like the funniness come out when they're like picking players and then they make it is funny to watch. It is it's so much fun to watch them do it and. You know, if you kept that format with the teams and had four of them, I, I think I think it would be so much more fun. So I, I do agree with you all there. Yeah, and it kind of brings back that like <laughs> that all funny, awkward stage of like elementary school, like dodgeball picking your team. Yep. Yeah, like no, yep. please don't pick me last. Please don't pick me last, man. I don't want to be last. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all in good fun, and a lot of personality comes out during those types of things. So. No, um, I think we can all agree that uh, we need to see more of the, the NHL players' personality. It needs to be on display a little bit more because these guys are just pretty much all of them are awesome guys. So um, anytime where you can bring out some extra personality and showcase it for fans and, you know, fans that, uh, you know, aren't actual fans yet that are just kind of, you know, tuning in because it's, you know, what's on TV or whatnot. Oh, hey, there's an all-star game. Let's, let's see what this is all about. Um you know, just kind of, just kind of an added thing to hook them in and um, hopefully fall in love with the game. So, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think I wish that somehow to add to that, you know, hooking in people. I wish we got to keep the NHLers in the Olympics. I think that's also a good way to showcase the sport, you know, especially with you know Peacock being so cheap and NBC kind of having the uh, Olympics being shown rather the Super Bowl. I mean, that could have been a really cool time to show off NHL talent. But hey, the figure dancing was pretty cool. Or figure skating, excuse me. That was pretty cool. I watched a little bit of that. But have you always followed the Olympics at all? The hockey specifically? I know we beat Canada. What was it, like 4-2? to two. That's all I really paid attention to so far, to be honest with you. I've not been too yes, big on Olympic the hockey. Men beat, the, men beat, uh, the men beat the Canadian men's team 4-2. And the women's lost in the prelims to the Canadian women 4-2. to two. And the U.S. women's and... Uh, Canadian team play gold medal game tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Eastern. That would be honestly whatever time yours is. So chat that for me. For me, it's 11 p.m. Eastern. But the uh, uh, 10 US Central, plays, nine Arizona time. There you go. And then uh, the men play again. 
I want to say the men play again tomorrow morning. It is unfortunate because I always like to watch, you know, the Olympics, watch the uh, world stage and everything like that. Uh, I'm hoping to catch that. The quarterfinal. The quarterfinal starts in three minutes from the time in the time of this recording. That's interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, let's check that out. I'll be watching in three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, advertising. I gotta figure out uh, curling still going on, man. <laughs> I think so. I've seen memes still popping up, so I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's still on. The American team, the homies, man. That that one dude's got some locks going on, man. That's dude, yeah, he does. <laughs> the uh, the guy looks like that dude off of uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, dude. What the heck? Uh, I still so that freaking team looks like a bunch of dads just to like get out of the house, and now they're in the Olympics. Yeah. I've seen so many memes about that, Tyler. About someone said, "Who who let these five dads sneak out on a trip to go yeah. to go serve the U.S. and in, in curling?" They do. It's so they do. They look. They, I mean, they they look just like a group of dads who do the uniforms the bus too. And just, I know it's so funny. It's crazy. Yeah. Like they had they designed their own uniforms. I swear, the big USA and stuff like that on the bag and the collar. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the ice and go right over to the barbecue and throw some burgers. Dude, and no kidding. And with those white New Balances, yeah, it's always the white New Balances, or like those ones with like the gray on them. Oh, like my dad has a pair of the other ones. The ones like the blue and gray ones. Oh my god, oh, those Lord. are so fire! I'm not a dad yet, so maybe one day if I do become that's, one, that's, I will. I'm pretty sure that's part of like the Dallas Cowboys fan club starter pack, isn't it? Uh, my dad is a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I would probably say yeah, <laughs> more than likely. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. He's, yeah. Poor guy. Oh, uh, yeah. You should have seen when the Cardinals beat him. Oh, boy. That was that was actually in Arizona when that happened. That was not a good day. He threw his koozie at the TV and everything. Crazy. But, well, the news, the, uh, speaking of, I guess, just haters in general, because the Cowboys, uh, the arena is official. We already knew it was going to happen. They, you know, they did the jersey swap. But the best part about this is our team's Twitter is leaning into the haters, and I, I love it. I freaking love how they're just they're not afraid of the smoke at all. I love it. They're welcoming it. It's great. This is amazing how many people don't know what temporary means. I mean, like uh, before recording, Haynes, you were saying, you know, the Flames played for, like, what, 7,000 arena, people arena yep. back in the 80s and, or something. It's like, I mean, that was temporary. What was different then? I mean, yep, come on, and the no. Whalers, and the Whalers played in an arena back in, that was over, that was a little bit over 7,000 back when they uh, for a couple of years, I can't remember what years, but uh, you know, I, you know, I, I guess I'll get into it here. You know, it, it, it's no shot on anybody. I, I mean, it, I understand the Coyotes haven't fully announced a, an official arena plan, and I know everybody's response to my comments about you know Calgary and, and you know Hartford playing in small arenas was, well, those teams had arenas that were being constructed, they had a plan in place, and you know, the Coyotes may not have an official arena being built right now. But they have three years to do it. They could announce something like I was telling you all beforehand. They could announce something as soon as next month that they have an arena in place in Tempe or they have that new one over there that the other area they were talking about that I can't think of. They have two different options they're looking at. The move to Tempe, while it's going to be a very small rink, it's going to be a great atmosphere for fans. It's going to bring a lot of new people in. It's going to be a great new experience for people that haven't been able to go to games because they live too far away from Glendo. It's, I understand the hate that people are getting. And I understand that people are just ripping on the Kais about it. And, you know, I wish we weren't playing in 5,000 seats, too, because, you know, it is going to be the joke that you're going to hear from anybody. But, you know, I'd rather them play in 5,000 seats and be commit to Arizona than 
them just throwing the towel and say, you know, we've done all this work. Morella opened his own gambling casino, you know, to bet on the team. I would rather see them fight for it and do something short term while looking for the long term answer than them just throwing in the towel and saying, you know what, I'm done. I'm giving up. It hasn't worked. We're moving on. It, it it's a very big commitment to the to the state of Arizona. It's a very big commitment to them to the NHL to say, hey, we know where we're playing is not where is not ideal. It's not honestly going to be you know our long term home. It's a temporary situation. We know a lot of the owners don't like it, but I don't understand why people can't give Arizona the benefit of the doubt that they're trying. I mean, you can't deny the fact that the team is trying their hardest to do whatever they can possible to remain committed to Arizona. If it means playing somewhere small for the next few years, it means playing somewhere small for the next few years. This team can easily sell 5,000 seats. The joke of that they can't do that. The team's averaging 11,000 fans per game this season. Buffalo and Ottawa are allowing less. I know Ottawa has had COVID problems this year, but Arizona's not dead last in attendance. They can easily average 5,000 fans per game. They can control probably a little bit better who gets to come to games and who doesn't. It's also going to be a first-come, first-served basis for season ticket holders. It's going to be great seating. Everywhere you sit it's going to, in the lower bowl is going to be lower bowl seating. It's going to be great. And, you know, the ticket prices people have gone on for the $200. I mean, you got to understand, for most NHL games, it's about $200 to sit lower bowl anyway. So the fact that people are getting mad that I can't believe they're playing this small arena, they're going to charge people $200 to come watch a hockey game. It's typically $200 anyway to go sit in lower bowl and watch a hockey game. And not only that, but the experience. I mean, you're, this is how you build a relationship. This is going to build a relationship with Tempe. When they end up leaving Arizona State for a new arena, hopefully in the future, they're going to leave all this great stuff behind Arizona State. This is going to build such a bond between the players playing for the school now and the city, the two, the team and the city together. It's going to show the city council for Tempe that this team is committed to this area. They can build a long-term solution here and a situation here. And I think it's great for the teams. And, you know, while we're going to hear more jokes and we're going to hear more ridicule from fans, I think in the day you, you can hate as much as you want to, but the coyotes are committed to where they are. They prove that time and time again, they finally for the first time ever are moving to the East back to the East Valley and they're commit to being in the East Valley. And, it's a step in the right direction, and that big domino left is, you know, finally find that long-term solution. But I'm happy. I'm excited. I've seen the renderings. I've seen the pictures. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. It's going to be loud as, as can be with all those fans in there, and, and I'm excited to see what it's going to be. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, I just... oh, yeah. No, sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, just, just a couple things. I mean, um, pretty much it, it came down to – Either we're going to do this with uh, ASU or we're going to go spend a bunch of money uh, renovating the Madhouse on McDowell. Well, that was originally what I wanted us to do. Long term, that doesn't really make sense. I mean, this is also a move um, aimed at trying to grow hockey in Arizona. So would you rather, you know, um, upgrade Madhouse on McDowell, which sounds like it was just in, it's in really bad shape. It's that's you know going to take too much. Um, or would you rather pump something into a local hockey program and you know have that stay behind? So like this is a win-win in in my book. So we're putting money into the Sun Devils program uh, hockey, trying to grow the game that way, and it's also serving our purpose as well of having a place to play for the next couple of years. Yes. It's not ideal. It's 5,000 seats and yeah, we're going to hear the jokes about it and I've seen them, heard them, but I, I don't know. Call me 
cold or uh, calloused or like I, I just like I'm, I'm just not even paying attention to it because I mean for years it's been oh we're about ready to lose the team oh we're about ready to lose the team oh we're about ready to lose the team oh here comes somebody to save us oh nope failed we're about ready to lose the team again and so it's just like you know I mean we <laughs> I can take your stupid five thousand seat arena joke all day long as long as I get to keep my hockey team um, but I mean. <clears throat> I listened to Spit and Chicklets earlier as well, the, the new episode that they just dropped. And I love that pod. Obviously, Biz is a big part of it. Um, but, you know, you got RA on there just, you know, kind of saying that it's it's a joke and all that good stuff. But um, while it's not ideal, no, but we're going to make the most of it. I, I do think it's going to be a very intimate setting. Um, it's going to bring fans super close and personal up with the game so I, I like that um and then obviously biz is uh you know gonna defend us till death it seems like he even went as far to say on on the pod today that uh um any haters coming at him about the coyotes he's not gonna hesitate to respond he didn't care if he lost his tnt gig so that was, that was pretty funny to hear but <laughs> um you know it's just it's just one of those things man like i mean it just like i said my initial hope was that we were going to do the madhouse on McDowell thing. But um, when you take a step back and look at it from the ultimate goal here of finding a permanent solution, probably in Tempe, um, just still waiting for some hurdles to get cleared on that front. But um, where would you rather, you know, invest the capital? Are we going to put it into an old rundown arena that will probably never have another hockey game in it after, you know, we're done with it or, uh, would you rather put your money back into something investing into growing the game in Arizona that's going to continually get used by Arizona State? And I think this is probably the best option, you know, to to have that. So it's growing the game. It, like I said, it serves our purpose as well. And um, this is the best I felt about our arena situation, and I can't even tell you how long. So. I'm super excited, and haters are going to hate. Bring it on. I pay you no attention. Yeah, Chase, real fast there, I want to add something for Tyler, because, you know, I want to add that in there. You know, I think it's, you know, I think while it's funny that everybody's, you know, everybody riffs on the Coyotes every comment they get, and, you know, even the whole San Jose Barracuda trying to riff on the Coyotes and people saying, you know, Canadian junior hockey teams have bigger arenas. I think what's going to be the funniest at the end of the day is all these people are ripping on this team are going to end up going to some of these games. Some of these fans are going to end up going to Tempe next season for hockey games, most likely. And I can't wait to hear these sponsors from these people when they go, you know, that was actually a really cool experience. It was so rowdy. It was so loud. It was so crazy. Some of these people are hating it right now, but I think there's going to be so many people who are going to end up going back on their word after they go to a game there and are going to – I will hold people to it. There's going to be people that are going to go to those games next season and be like, that was actually a really cool experience. It was crazy. It was loud. It was, like, so up-tempo. And all that, and I mean, I mean, they're not going to lose as much money as you think of. If you read the PHNX article, they're looking at making almost, if not more, money financially being over in the East Valley now than they are. So I don't think there's any money. They are going to lose some money, but I don't think there's anything to really be worried about. But I think there generally are going to be people that are going to go back on their words after this season. They may not openly admit it, but there are going to be people that are going to go to those games next year that are wrapping on the team now. They're going to go to games and say. Wow, that was actually a really cool experience to see an NHL game in a rink like that. That's what I was going to say, too. I mean, you have just that intimate experience, and it's also an advertising for both. I mean, this gets ASU exposure, which is only going to grow that, 
which is, yep. I mean, the school's done such a fantastic job. Tip of the cap to them for becoming a D1 program in the desert. And I don't know if Toronto's seen that yet, but that means uh, hockey works in the desert. So, I mean, I only see it as a win. Yes, it's it's a little embarrassing for three years, but honestly, it's temporary. I, honestly, I've I, you know I've gone on a couple threads and been like, like, oh well, it's three years. I'm like, that's what that that's what temporary means. That's yep. that's why it's not a twenty year deal. It's not a you know, even a five year deal. So, and I mean, he's value where the fans are, and I hope I hope that everyone that's been talking that and saying that for the last since two thousand three go to these games. I know I'll be going as many as I can. I mean, to see an NHL game so intimately, as you boys have said, I mean, that sounds fantastic. I mean, that oh, sounds yeah. like a truly, I mean, wow, I'm excited, to be honest with you. If it's only for three years, too. I mean, that's totally fine. I can wait that long and enjoy this arena. And another it's thing... It's going to be memories. Uh, it's going to be memories yeah, exactly. that you remember. It's going to be something oh, cool sure. you're going to go back and remember down the line. Exactly. And I mean, how many people is that going to convince? I mean, I remember I took... Uh, my girlfriend. I made sure she got lower bowl tickets. Those little AHL team, but still won it. She's never been to hockey game before. Never really been exposed. So I got her to close. That way she could really, really see the game. And she was won over. She absolutely loves it. She claims to now be a coach in the making. I don't know how that's going to happen. But good luck to her. Um, she says she's an expert now and can run this podcast better than me. So we'll see one day, maybe. But um, I would agree. I would agree. Oh yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. She she says, oh, they'll 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 want me to run the podcast. Watch. I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll see. But now you guys are saying it, so I guess you know what. One of these days, I'm gonna take a break and she'll let her run it. So we'll see. <laughs> but and again, it's just like I don't understand too. Where, uh, as you said earlier in the in the uh, in the pod, there, Haynes, they're just putting up like old arena pictures. And saying like, oh, see, so it doesn't work. I'm like, yeah. And our, yeah. our organization has definitely not done the best the first 25 years. That's true. Uh, I can definitely say, as we all know, we're all close. We're all huge fans. I mean, not run the best. Whoever put not your dad's original six attack line needs to be fired. Sorry, but and but I think now we finally have, as we've said in the podcast since they've been owning it, or since we've had this podcast. We have an owner that's finally investing in it, going to make money, going to make this team legitimate, and going to make it to where we do deserve. So yeah, it, it, it took a while, but better late than never. I mean, you hear that all the time, right? So I yeah. mean, honestly, I'm looking forward to it. In all no, honesty, and, I can't wait. And, no, and you know what? I want to add in there real fast. One final thing, because we had talked about it, it, you know, in our separate conversations on, on Twitter and all that. Um, it's something that I think is funny, too, is there's so many people that, you know, want to rip on the Coyotes. Any chance they get, so many fans want to rip on the Coyotes about how they just need to move to Arizona or out of Arizona. It doesn't work here. But look at what recently just came out of the NHL, the, the you know, the diversity uh, alliance episode that they just released recently with the Coyotes. They had, um, you know, Kwame Mason. We've had come on talking on the show with us. They had two other coaches come on and, and, you know, do some work with the Coyotes, two black coaches and all that. They did work there in helping grow the game. We have, you know, Hispanic owner, and, you know, Alex Morello, and we have an executive vice president and Xavier Gutierrez. And, you know, we're so we're a diverse team that's growing the game in different ways. But people turn a blind eye to that. Whenever you see someone post that about the Coyotes anywhere, no one comments back anything about the Coyotes. No one talks about how good it is with the game. The Coyotes are doing this, how they're growing the game. No one comments on that. But anytime you bring up anything about success or owner or running an arena it's immediate jump on the coyotes as hard as you can rip on the team talk about how apparently they don't do anything they can't grow the game where they are but then when you provide the proof like that 
people go so silent and act like that's non-existent. It doesn't, and it, it's not real. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I always see this as an absolute win, to be honest. And, I mean, and again, as I've said several times on my Twitter and several times after, it, Quebec is a smaller market. Yep. Why would you move if you don't have legality of sports betting, especially why would you move a team? Literally, well, he's going to make dollars terrible. They, that too. They, Those yeah. two factors. Exactly. Houston, if he, Texas had sports betting, I could be like, okay, I can, I can entertain Houston's idea. But as even Craig Morgan, who I'd, I'd say is a certifiable expert, if I'm allowed yeah. to say something like that, no, you were allowed said to say that. that the NHL is more interested in expanding right now. They've pretty much got the teams where they want them. They really don't want to move anybody here or there. And I think it's kind of smart. I mean, I think actually, 30, honestly, 32 teams is enough. I think we pretty much I, hit every major I market. I think you don't see an expansion for at least a good – it will easily be a, a five-plus years before you even see the NHL even, even entertain the idea of expanding. And not only that, but Houston's owner – how many times has Houston owner who owns the Toyota Center where they're talking about that team should play – how many times has Houston's owner – come straight out and said, I do not want a hockey team playing in my building. I don't want to share a rink with a hockey team. He's come out and said yeah. it multiple times. So the people that keep saying, move to Houston, Toyota Center, they have an arena to play at, the owner does not want a hockey rink there. He does not want a hockey team playing there. He does not want to split revenue in that building with a hockey team. He has made it clear. I don't know what else you have to bring up for someone. And I know you can use it. You say, well, they can just build an arena. That's taxpayer money. Usually that's hard to get past because not many people want to pay taxpayer money to pay for an arena. Unless, if I may interject, we have a billionaire owner who is going to exactly. pull up his own money and use land that is, what was it like, just um, economic waste or whatever they call it? Like, exactly. come on, bro. Like, tell well, me how that makes that, sense. The only money he was asking for was a land, uh, was the money that it cost to clear the land. That was the only money he was asking for was the yeah. money it cost to clear. Other than that, he was going to really pay his own construction company to build an arena yeah exactly how do you again and now why would i move to houston why would i yeah exactly move to Quebec? Why? why would i move to portland where it's a smaller market i mean the blazers i mean they're not really i mean i know they have one good player and all but like they're not that popular they're not that big of a market we're huge i mean yeah. why leave phoenix when it's one of the fastest growing areas in the country what it's like two or three when it comes to people moving there i think austin's ahead of it and that's really it Yep. So I mean, Arizona's one of the fastest growing yeah. hockey markets. As of yeah, like exactly. A I couple mean, years why ago, would you... like number four in like hockey markets? Yeah. Arizona's growing. Exactly, and then you have it. What it's like number two in girls' hockey, number yep. three in like adult women's hockey. ASU is a D one freaking program. Why would you move from an exactly. area where hockey is growing? Like that makes no sense. Like I just I cannot fathom how people can legitimately. If you're trolling, you're trolling. I, I love the shit post, so I totally understand that. That's fine. Yeah. Keep doing you. But legitimately, if you're saying, oh, Quebec would be a better work. And I know we've said this in the pod, but like, come on, bro. Like, this is no way you can actually think that. And when you really know the whole story. Well, because it's not canon. People don't pay enough attention. Like you guys have said, we've all commented about people. People outside of Arizona don't pay enough attention to what's going on inside Arizona. And they just go to the straight, what doesn't work there, relocate. They don't do enough research inside Arizona to actually understand what the team's trying to do. And not only that, but it, 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 the reason they keep saying it is because it, it's it's Canada. Hockey only belongs to Canada is what, people, is what people like that think. They think you put them anywhere in Canada, it's going to do significantly better, even though when's the last time a Canadian hockey team won the Stanley Cup? How many st- playoff series has Montreal, have the Maple Leafs won in the last 15 years compared to the Coyotes? Cause I know Arizona's won more. How many 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on with Montreal? Your team went to the cup last year, dead last in the league now. I like you can use the excuse of hockey belongs in Canada, but and I know that the league is a lot of Canadian players, but if you look at the statistics, the NHL is more dominantly run by American hockey teams than it is Canadian hockey teams. And what the funny thing is, I think one of the funniest facts that I love to spout, do you know what the national sport of Canada is? Curling. Lacrosse. Oh, there, oh it's lacrosse. It's lacrosse. And the funny thing really? is, yeah, because I think it's the PLL slash NLL, yes. 93% of the players are Canadian. So actually the national sport is lacrosse, not hockey. So I'm just saying, I mean, it's kind of up in the air who hockey really belongs to. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Maybe in Minnesota. Minnesota's oh, man, called the state of hockey, a, baby. I was going to create a whole other letters call, a whole other uh, people coming after us. Bro, you know, no, but the thing is, like, come after us then. Because obviously, yeah. I mean, I play, I play lacrosse. I mean, Canadian catches are a real thing. You're not even good at lacrosse. Canadian catches when you can't even switch to your left hand properly when you're catching a ball. I mean, that, that's how bad you guys are at sports. Who cares? Your opinion is invalid. The Coyotes... <laughs> Vegas, San uh, San Jose, Dallas. Those teams are here to stay. The game is growing. Um, Florida, who was once a laughing Florida, and still yeah. has a team time, is on, is potentially considered a Stanley Cup favorite this year, and they still have mm-hmm. attendance struggles. And they're bodying so everybody. It's yeah, and it, it's it's crazy. To think, and why would you not want hockey to grow? Like, why would I not like lacrosse? Exactly. Why do you not want I to grow? Kill. Like that? You know, yeah, cool exactly. Exactly. That's where like. Guys like Jacob Chickering came from Florida. Austin Matthews came from Arizona. Why do you not want to grow other markets? Exactly. And then Coleman, the, from the Jersey's the New Jersey player, he's from Texas. I've got a part of Texas, but he's from Texas. I mean, like. And then Jake it, Gensel from the Penguins is from either Nebraska or Iowa. He's from the most weirdest spot you would ever think he came from. Yeah. I mean, grow the game. It's all about growing. I don't understand why you want to tear down teams' fans and teams' uh, fan bases and all that. Why? Grow the game. It's all about growing I can do it too. and opening the market. It's easy. I can do the check us out. So those people are going to go on Twitter with their on their computers or phones with an Austin Matthews jersey and say hockey doesn't work in Arizona. Now let me say that again. They're going to wear an yep. Austin Matthews jersey or have an Austin Matthews profile picture and say hockey doesn't work in Arizona, despite them drafting overall number one in 2016, an Arizona kid. Yep. Now again, more Kachucks. I think theoretically both the Kachuk boys were born in, in Arizona when Matt. Uh, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they're they're American too, and and from and even like you want to count St. Louis, that's not a traditional hockey market either. Yeah. So, I mean, we can even add them to the to the thing. So again, it's like, how are you going to say that this isn't going to work when teams have both had temporary homes and have worked in non traditional markets? So I don't know. I, I just don't get why you wouldn't like. I would love for lacrosse to spread to Arizona, Texas, and like more, so I can get more lacrosse in. It's it's growing. Yeah, but it's nowhere near where hockey is. So why would you like? Well, I don't want to keep lacrosse in the Northeast, especially not in Canada. They're terrible at lacrosse. So I mean, it's like I don't know. I guess rant over. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can. I'll I'll bring any Canadian on here and body him, bro. Like it's so easy. Like you guys all talk like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys, to be honest. <laughs> That's an open invite yeah. to any Canadian that wants to get bodied by Tyler <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Like, I don't care, bro. Like, worst case, Ontario, they just go back even, home crying. Even better. If you're a French Canadian, even better. Because Tyler doesn't believe that's real. First of all, again, as you said, I don't know what French Canadian is. That's just a weird sentence. It doesn't make any sense. It's like saying American Canadian. Like, ooh, boy, that makes no sense. So, first of all, write that down. Second of all, 
yeah, honestly, I mean, I would love for a fun debate between our podcast and whoever Canadian one wants to do it. I like debating, especially civil ones. I mean, I'm, I'm down for that. Um, but just so you know, Ricky from Cheddar Park Boys will beat you. So, not a big deal. Not a big deal. Oh, that'd be a fun crossover. Be like a podcast mm-hmm. one, like about like Canadian. How can you get a crossover episode? Like a civil one, like you said. No, like yeah. name calling, like a civil. I, that's generally what I want to have with people. I, I hate the people that troll that won't have a so. I literally want to have a civil conversation. About it. I, I want to know their thoughts on why they don't think Arizona should be allowed to have hockey. Yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. for sure. They won't have any. They'll just say like, "Well, it doesn't work," as they were again. They wear an Austin Matthews jersey, which I think is the yeah. most hypocritically dumb thing ever to say. Or they'll I just mean, say it doesn't work. They'll just they'll just mm-hmm. say it doesn't work, and I give you. They'll yeah. just say it doesn't work when you say why. It's just look how bad they've been. That, that'll be their excuse. Yeah. And the least fans going to say that we just haven't won any rings. You haven't won any rings since 1967. Most of your yeah. fans weren't even alive. And it's the same thing. As, it's the same thing. The yeah. have in the exactly. Last 15 years. I have one more playoff series, and I didn't even make the playoffs in college. <laughs> I won more than they did. So, like, who cares? Probably irrelevant. Honestly, like, I just can't stand it when, like, oh, you have no rings. Like, yeah, but, like, if you don't want a ring in, like, 50 years, does it really count? Like, actually, also, you know what I mean? Like, is it really? The guys have been around for 26 years, and the Maple Leafs have been a hockey team for, what, original six? Or 100. The league was founded in 1917? Yeah. No, yeah, like, 100 and something years. Yeah, I hope you'd have yeah. some rings by that amount of time. Holy crap. You had enough time. Damn. It's only six of you yeah. guys for a while. 100, 105 years compared to 26. I mean, granted, yes, the Kais could have won a Stanley Cup in 26 years, but I mean, you, you can't use the excuse of, well, we've won so many. Well, you also played in the league at one point that had five other teams you played against. And he played against, yeah, the same kids, and like it was a smaller pool of players. Like, bro, don't even, like, whatever. You predate yeah. World War One. Like, good God. <laughs> like, good Lord. <laughs> but, you know, I think that was a good rant. I think this episode yeah, is going to be yeah. our most popular yet. I can't wait to strike an ire in the great white north, America's hat. <laughs> Justin Trudeau might comment back on you. Might, oh, I fucking do. <laughs> I'll honk at him. <laughs> <laughs> the honking, bro. That is awesome. See, Canada, why is Canada talking shit when they can't even get their truckers to like go back to work, bro? Like, shut up. What do you even know? Like, you can't even eat food because you're not getting your food delivered. Oh, and I've seen the bus protests that's been going like in Ottawa yeah. and all that. Yeah, that too. And then they had people bringing gas cans. I think it's great. Hey, more power to you, kids. Best look up there. Go Coyotes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Are you ready for the next uh, to unveil yeah, our news? <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be great. Tyler's <laughs> been assassinated. That's going to be the headline. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, no, God. actually, they won't. Hop on Twitter later and see how many people with Tyler's like start conversations with. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be wearing Austin Matthews jerseys. They can talk all they want. I'm still right. <laughs> I'm out of line, but I'm right. <laughs> I'm willing to admit that. I'm totally out of line. But, well, if we're ready to unveil our new segment, I think uh, it'll be a fun one. So, inspired by the Redbird Red Zones, um, and I'm quoting the actual award big dick player of the week i wanted to do something like that <laughs> i love that podcast by the way if you're a cardinals fan check that podcast out they are fantastic I, I absolutely just love their podcast but um so me and granny were talking and being like well we can't really have you know one big dick player because we have multiple games a week so i thought okay let's do a chirping yodis three stars of the week and We'll have to do 
we're going to make it a special one uh, next week or earlier later this week. Excuse me if I can get my thoughts together. Still thinking about Canada. Um, <laughs> we're going to do three stars of the season for anniversary pod coming up later in the week. So that way we, but this for now, I guess counting before the All Star break, let's do our three stars. Um, I mean, I think number one and two are pretty obvious, but that third one I think is up for debate. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think number one is probably going to be Veggie. I think maybe Keller. Those are my like those one or two I can see arguments for. And number three, I'm kind of stuck on a couple, but I don't know what you guys thought. We can kind of chip in and see who we yeah. think deserves the award. Yeah. yeah, Chase, you go first here. I, I I usually go first after this. You go. I'm curious to know what you guys think. Yeah. So. Um... As a whole body of work, I would probably go um, Veggie, probably third for me. Um, Goss Despair, second. Keller, one. Uh, I think is how I'd roll. Um, just, I mean, just as a whole body of work, that would probably be where I went. Um, Veggie, I don't think we... You know, obviously, didn't think he would contribute as much as as he has. Um, got some interesting home and road splits still, so that's that's <laughs> some interesting stuff. Um, Ghost, um, I honestly was excited when we got him, but didn't anticipate him contributing as much as he has this year. Um, and then Keller, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself, man. Um, on like what I kind of said around him in the All Star game earlier, it's just he continues to make insane strides, um, and you know it's just phenomenal. Um, both sides of the puck playing very responsible hockey, so he's my surefire number one for sure. Um, kind of disappointed that Chikrin isn't on the list. Obviously, there's all the traits stuff surrounding him now. Um, unfortunate because you know he was probably as close to um a lock to me as far as being a part of this core for years to come as there was but uh you know obviously things change and all that good stuff but uh yeah that's probably how i'd roll right now boys yeah pretty good list haynes your last one let's uh what you got uh chase wires called good thing chase went first yeah, we, had, we had the same list i think it's uh I think it's easily the same thing. I think the only thing I change is probably swap uh, Ghost and, uh, and and Veggie there. I think Veggie goes two, Ghost goes three. But I mean, those easily have all three of those guys have been, if not you know the top three players all season for the Coyotes. With the also you can add in the guys like you know Trask Boyd been a big bright spot this year, and Lawson Krause having a really good season so far this year, and then you know Scott Wedgwood's played confident at times this year. But you know, yeah, I, I would say that for the good part of the season, you know, those three guys and, and Veggie, Keller, and, and Ghost has kind of been running the team this year and, and have been the bright spots for this team. I think, yeah. I mean, sorry, I totally got distracted. I'll be sure to edit that out, but I think those are all pretty solid. So I think we're saying that Keller's number one, right? Yeah. And then we have Veggie, right? Did I get that right? I should have wrote them down. I meant to write them down, but I didn't. Yeah, I had Veggie 3, Ghost 2, Keller 1. Haynes has Keller 1, Veggie 2, Ghost 3. Yep. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, Ghost is definitely on my... I had a couple for 3. Yeah, Ghost, I can agree to Ghost, so we can can slap them on there. I think that'd be be fair. 
That's pretty good. And then we'll do ours for the season, I guess, when we have Granny back to add his pick for a total thing. So I think if we're getting ready to wrap this up, boys, I know we are doing episode two of Yodi's Bites, Yotes Bites, Yodi's Bites. Uh, tomorrow, right, you and Granny are getting back oh, on here to discuss. <laughs> to discuss, uh, yeah. what are you guys discussing again? What's the preview? We are going to be uh, talking some uh, some trade deadline. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, who who could be gone, who could be on the team from trade deadline, and uh, you know what the guys are going to be looking at return. Also, we know it's going to be a lot of picks and you know prospects. We're going to be taking on some contracts, but you know, kind of go off a little bit of my article last week with you know Coyotes trade deadline. It's going to be a busy one. We know the team's going to be sellers, but uh, yeah, me and Granny is going to break down a little bit of what the uh, team's going to be looking at the trade deadline. Who who's going to be in a different sweater come you know then the trade deadline. Looking forward to that. that. Yeah, absolutely. I love the first episode a lot, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's a good lunch break. Uh, Listening material, for sure. But that's it, boys. I think we're ready to wrap this one up. We'll be back, I believe we're saying, what, Friday or Saturday, one of those two days, uh, to wrap up and show up our anniversary podcast. Can't believe it's already been a year. We have a lot of fun things planned, including a giveaway, which we'll start the details on that that episode we have yotes bites and then i think you'll kind of get a little bit of a low from us after that match regular schedule i hope let's hope that uh we can start that up again but boys that's it uh let's uh close this thing out yeah as always thank you guys so much for listening and contrary to what our podcast leader says i, I we don't all hate <laughs> all that, so um you know you guys are still cool in some of our books but it does get old as far as you know, wanting us to move our team to Canada all the time when we actually got them from Canada. So it failed Thank once. You. It's not going to fail again. So, you know, whatever. Let bygones be bygones. Still like you guys, eh? But, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Thank you all, as always, for uh, letting me come on and talk with you all. You know, I'm looking forward to the, the first, you know, one-year anniversary podcast. I, you know, I haven't been here the whole year, but – Appreciate you guys let me come on. You guys did, and honestly, liking me enough to let me stick around with y'all and talk with y'all. But uh, yeah, all love to Canada. You know, at times, yes, like Chase said, sometimes y'all's fan base isn't annoying, but y'all's fan base does can get under our skin. You know, at the end of the day, I wish y'all would just be accepting of every team in the league. I, I don't want to see anybody in this league move, and I think everybody that has a team deserves to have the team they have. And I want to see the league stay where we're at, and hopefully, maybe add some teams down the line, but. Yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me come on, and I'm looking forward to uh, Yotes Bites tomorrow with Randy, and I'm looking forward to that one-year anniversary pod. I love Canada. I do. I think they have a beautiful country. It looks like I can't wait to visit, and I'm trying to knock my uh, all 32 teams arena puck purchase thing up there eventually, but uh, this is fun talking smack. But that's it for us, boys. We will see you guys later in the week for the anniversary podcast and an episode of Yotes Bites. We'll see you next time.